Hello and welcome. It's Monday and it's Motivational Monday by Jim and Lucy. Today we have special guest and we talk about human in nature and unlimited potential this combination presents. And welcome our special guest today is Michael Magruch. Hello, Michael. Hi. Hi, Lucy and Jim. How are you guys doing? We're doing um, fantastic. Good to have you here, my friend. Always happy. Always happy. I like that, you know. <laughs> Well, happiness is important, but tell us more about uh, the potential within the combination humor and nature, because you know a lot about it. Yeah. So I, I was a sick child. Uh, I, I went to school at seven. I couldn't fit in any system, right? And system tells you if you go to school, if you buy a Ferrari, if you take that pill, if you get a face job, you're going to be happy if you're not happy and if you're not happy and you do all these things and you're still not happy there's something wrong with you and i think there is no mistakes in nature an elephant is exactly as valuable than an ant you exist and you have value so we humans are part of nature so why would we separate what is valuable you know in gender for example that is, by the way, a separation of, of a system to, because the king couldn't handle it. So oh, there's, uh, there's woman and there's man. I don't know how to do, deal with it. I just separate them and yeah, tell them what to do. It's a control. Then they say, oh, my God, we have races. Now we got to control those two. And now they want to do sexuality. And I think we need to have humanity and nature as number one. And as you know, nature doesn't care if we save it or not. Look at Chernobyl. It just grows over it. And look at all these dead uh, uh, societies where kill, uh, people killed each humans killed each other, uh, extinguished. Nature just grows over. But humans feel so low value that they think, oh, we need to save nature because they don't want to realize we are part of nature and we need nature to survive. Nature doesn't need us, but we need it. And this is the whole thing with saving people, saving other things. That's a system, system confusion um, because we created the systems. We yes. as nature weren't created by systems. We were created by a higher power, whoever that is, but we weren't created. And so I think all future businesses, leadership, uh, anything that is from now on because people become conscious and conscious is going to be in relationship to nature and human first, humans first, basically. And that's why nature needs to be number two, too, because without nature, we can't survive. It's yes, not like we have to save it, you know, right? I mean, it's, it's a very logical, mm -hmm. but see, I could see that because I was never, I could never function. Every, I'm self-taught. Everything is self-taught for me because I could never understand my dyslexia and dysgraphic. I couldn't comprehend it. So may I ask, you make some very interesting points. May I ask, what role does art play in this? Because I looked at your website and you use some great colors. I mean, it's, it's saying, wow. I mean, think, think differently, but think, think your own way, make your own path. What, what role does art play in all of this? It's a reflection of me. I'm loud. I'm Gregorius, uh, obviously. So that's why I have a lot of colors and the hard contrasts. 
but art is that what educated me, the creating of art, not the art that we know. And see, this is the misunderstanding. The world understands art, the art world that the world comprehends is the art business. It's a product. It's the product that's going to be sold. But the real power is in the creation. And, and and milking the creation, uh, as you know, with the podcast, you created that. It came from a non-physical thought, right? Then you communicated that to each other. And then you say, ah, it's like, let's do it. And then how are we going to do it? So you bring, so the podcast is a physical manifestation for your from your conversation of the non-physical to the physical, which is everything, all businesses, every, everything. But the purest form is art because it doesn't say, we have to create a podcast. We have to create, uh, a, 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 you know, we have to an iPhone or a car. We are creating for creation's sake. So you feel like a color. You feel like a sound. You feel like a word. And then you watch. And when you watch that process, when you watch yourself doing that, that's wisdom. That's where you get, how is this world formed? How is this world functioning? How are humans functioning? Because art always brings you back to humanity. Back to, you know, in art, you don't care about gender, race, sexuality, uh, political, uh, uh, you know, um, political parties. You don't care about this. And at any art opening, you go and everybody talks to each other. And the funny thing is nobody looks at art. It, it's just the energy of that art because it's such a human thing. And that's why art for me, I, everything I know, everything, all the wisdoms that I know, I know either from art or other humans. Well, I think that's, that's wonderful. How did you develop this expression of yourself in the form of art? And is art a, a form of creativity? Uh, uh, I found the, the expression because I always felt good. You know, so so when I feel I couldn't feel in the systems, I was always good with humans, but in the system. So in school, when I couldn't go to school first, then I could go to school and then I couldn't understand it. I wasn't a rebel. I just couldn't understand. It. So it made me feel good art. So art called me. It was my lifeline. It, it made me feel good, you know, uh, and we all were young. And what is, you know, when we go through growing up to becoming a human in society, in a system, we all suffer. We want to belong. We have that DNA drive. We want to belong. And then when this artificial tribe, the system, we cannot fit in, art is often, very often, the savior. It's very often our lifeline for that's why you have the most neurodiverse, dyslexic, ADHD people in the arts. They can function in the arts uh, and in the society they can't. But what that does is it, it actually manifests their worthiness because as you see with me, I have a completely different view of what it is to be a human being because I wasn't tainted by systems. Obviously I was tainted, I'm part of systems, I'm not saying businessism is a bad, but I was I was outside of it and I could see that, you know. Well, this is a very good example, and I like it so much because there are so many people around the world who 
trying to find their place, or trying to fit in the system that's been instilled into us, under us, uh, yeah. by generations, by others, and we cannot find sometimes a place, and we feel that discomfort, and sometimes get into the point where we get desperate, and something like art or anything that can be not just lifeline, but it can be also back, could, can work backward, like uh, help to bend the system, transform into more flexible in order to, for everything else to function better. Correct, Lucy. You, you, you just hit the point. You just confirmed all my beliefs. Uh, it's, it's, it's um, you know, we lost. The system is usually a tribe, a, a family, even if we start with a family. Why do you create a family? To feel safe, to feel secure, to have it easier, to make it easier to be a, 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 in the physical. And the same is why you create a tribe. The same is why you create a city. That same is why you create a state. The same is why you create a belief of a religion. You, you, you do that to feel safe, to be part of, because you have a drive, a DNA drive, that you are a herd animal. And so you want to belong. That's our strongest, one of our strongest drives. You want to belong. And when you can't, and this belonging is a natural thing. We all flock together always. But it's but but then anyway, if you can't, if you don't feel like you fit in, because you're so unique, you don't see that you fit in, even by not fitting in, you fit in. Look at me. I found that out when I was 50, 55 that I didn't, like, I really got conscious that I fit in. But till 50, 55, I shamed myself in addition, because what you can say, I'm a bad person, right? But if I start contemplating that I'm a bad person, then I'm doing the damage, really. You just gave the trigger. I'm doing the damage. So if you don't fit, if my experience is, and I was never bullied, if I, my experience is, I can't fit into it, right? Then I think there must be something wrong with me. And that's shame because it can't be. But like in nature, you exist, you have value. And I always say this example, uh, a, a beggar or a homeless person on Fifth Avenue in New York affects more people than you and I. Because people walk by, they're, they're either distracted, they want not anything to do with him. But a lot of people think about this person. Because he, he, he pops out and they think about, I could end up potentially with this. I need to give him, help him. Uh, I, I go on the other side of the street because I'm repulsed by that, you know? And it's our, we have, and the, the homeless person doesn't know that he has that effect. If he would, then he would feel better about himself. And perhaps that would be a start to start him shifting, you know? That we exist, we have value. And a system value is completely different. It's how can you support the system? And if you support the system and navigate the system and give a lot of your life energy to the system, you will be rewarded with a lot of money, with fame, with success. But in generally, if you think about worth, half of the human population works has to survive by $5.50. Half of the human workforce, I mean, half the woman human workforce has to survive with $5.50 a day. And that, if, if we weren't worthy, that's the proof. We are not worthy. We don't feel like our existence is valuable 
because over gen, like you said, over generation, it was saying you gotta have system value, you have gotta have education, you gotta have this. Then I should have not be here because I have no education. I didn't fit into systems. And if who can say that? I would never say to another human being, you you have no right to exist. Doesn't matter how druggy the drugs or whatever, because that's a that's usually from a system uh, definition. Because he he gives up. I can't play that game, you know. So, so the wake up. That's a wake up, basically. Michael, I like how you found your awakening. Yeah. Okay. And so, how would a person with the 13, 14 year old child who's acting up, who's never really experienced their creativity, they're told to follow the group, follow the tribe yeah. instead of experiencing, instead of uh, finding themselves. How can we help them so they don't have to wait until they're my age, 60, 55? Yeah. yeah. Jim, this, this is exactly, it's such a great thing because I talked to another person that asked me the same, a similar question what are you going to do? I think it's about awareness because the moment you are aware, meaning, for example, you can read all the libraries of what it is to be love. If you've never felt being in love, all the libraries, does. it's an experiential thing. But I think the, uh, the awareness that you tell a child is that you are part of the whole and you are very special. You are one of one. You have one DNA. And you need to find when you are seven, eight, you know, you start finding, unveiling yourself. That's why you try out things. You, you start unveiling because you are 100% when you are. But you have to find what is your uniqueness that you can contribute to reality, to, to humanity. And you need to also make the child comprehend that why she's on the iPhone, why she's always straight. Because she said, that's inherent in you. You cannot even fight it. You can just rebel, but you are part of this. Your drive makes you want to be part of it. Uh, that man and you, uh, a woman want to have babies till they're 28, as a woman till 28, is a DNA drive. It's not, I want babies. Perhaps they want babies too, but it is an, a DNA drive, so otherwise we would be extinct, right? And the thing is, how we function is we we need a part and i would tell my i would explain my to my child that one tool and a very powerful tool is creation because you learn from yourself when you when i want to do a painting or a song you learn to create like you guys learn to create from a creating your podcast right I can't take that away. I can't say you guys don't know anything about podcasting or creating a podcast because it's it's in you. You have nobody can take create creation away because you experience doing that. And that's what I would say. I said, you create any art, see what comes in. Uh, a word. If she I want to play guitar, get her in a guitar. But don't get a guitar, rent a guitar because in two weeks she might not want the guitar and want a saxophone. That's what I always teach with the thing. So let her try where she can feel her essence the strongest. I, I learned two years guitar wasted, not wasted, but I learned, but I was nowhere. And then somebody said, try percussion. And, and it just gave me a, a, a bongo drum in the cowbell. 
And that was uh, phenomenal. I played all over, right? So I was at the wrong medium because your, your parents want probably, I want to do ballet. But what is if she wants to do something else, you know? Uh, she wants to do athletics instead of ballet, you know? So try out. And life is trying out to find the, the essence of you that you can contribute with. That's what I would tell any child. I said, it's life is not to be famous. It's not to be, think fame is a symptom of finding yourself. Uh, success is a money. Everything is, once you find yourself, you're not dependent on money or success or anything because nobody can take that away. Yes. And then you will, the symptom will be money, success, business, anything. Well, that's great. I, I love how you said how it's a symptom of finding yourself. It's all, yeah. you know, that not being afraid or embarrassed about yourself, finding yourself and being happy with it. And there's no judgment about art. See, if you get a coach or, a, a, you know, somebody that, that, that tries to give you pointers, uh, you know, steps and all that stuff, it's a system. Psychology is a system. It's so pure creating anything. If you create even a car, if you go in the, a garden and create your flowers, creating is so, um, it's so pure that it sticks. So nobody can say to me, oh, you didn't write a book. I wrote five books, even though I'm dyslexic. And everybody said, oh, you, but you're not an artist. I said, yeah, I am, because all my jobs are art-related. Yes. If the system doesn't say I'm a famous artist, that's another issue. But I know what, who I am, and, and you know that's a, my part of it. And I know the power of art, and I separated art into the product that's like a Walmart for art, and the creation part. And my whole focus is on the creation part, explaining that in my podcast, in my 20 seconds only, 20 seconds podcast, in my books, I explain the creation. And I focus on it because I think that's for us, as we talked here now, the value, a tool to find your contribution to the whole human fabric in the value, and that's the, the worth, that's a human worth. So discovering your human worth that like Lucy said, over generation was taken away and we submitted to it with our adaptability because you couldn't survive any uh, genocide, any uh, uh, you know concentration camp if you can't adopt. So that's another superpower. But you know what another, the second superpower is? conversation, healthy discourse between humans. Because what's going on here right now, and everybody can listen to that and should listen a couple of times to this episode, it changes you. I cannot make you unaware. What I say, that's why I'm saying I don't have steps or, or, or what to do or buy a new app or buy a book or do anything. Just listen to this. You can't go back. You cannot unhear it. You cannot unsee it. If you see something gruesome, you can't unsee it, you know? I mean, a lot of people say, you know, don't watch beheadings or whatever, because you can't unsee that. And, and the same thing in the positive works. So when, when I give you wisdom, and that is wisdom, it's not just temporary knowledge where women can smoke cigarettes in a maternity ward to get them, quote, unquote, get hysteria gone, like we did in the past, then people feel it 
and they can't take that away because we're always drawn to each other and to wisdom. We're always drawn to the human. That's why human and nature, coming back to the initial point, human and nature is it, priority number one. And we need to make system human adaptable, not human system adaptable. Well, that was great. This is great insight. Our dear listeners, uh, listen again to this episode about human and nature, how you don't have to fit in, but you are a part of something bigger yes. and how to make it work for yourself first and then for the nature and everybody else around. And our special guest today was Michael Magruch. Find his website on Michael. Uh, michaelm.com and michael with two l's okay and you can find link in the description to this episode go talk to him listen to his podcast and read his books because this is great yes it is finding your creativity finding but especially being self-aware and finding yourself and being happy Mm -hmm. bravo my friend thank Thank you very much much, guys you're welcome thank you This is Motivational Monday by by Jim Jim and Lucy. Follow our podcast. And check out our website, jimandlucywoods.com.